If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution prior, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. Welcome to Create Like the Greats, a podcast where I take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. We study the strategies and techniques that some of the greatest creators are taking advantage of so we can do the same. I'm Ross Simmons, your host and the CEO of Foundation, one of the top content marketing firms in the world. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to take you behind the scenes. I'm here to take you into my life, into the way that I do things, the way I operate, the way I navigate the world around us. I'm going to share with you in these little subsegments called journal entries a little bit about me, a little bit behind the curtain. And whether it's a new project, whether I'm sharing details around a new project, a new company, a new thing that I'm taking on, a new endeavor, a new challenge, a new feat, a new milestone, I really do believe and hope that taking you behind the scenes will help you get a glimpse into how I'm creating my life, how I'm creating something that I hope can someday be considered great. Now today, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions something that a lot of people hate on. But the idea of starting a new habit, embracing a new challenge, or doing something to be better is not something that I hate on at all. I have no issues with New Year's resolutions. They're not something that I embrace every single year, every single annual recurrence. Like It's not something that I always do, but I never hate on the fact that come January, gyms are busy. I never hate on the fact that classes are getting tons and tons of applicants. I never hate on the fact that people are putting up posts on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, announcing that they're trying a new challenge, a new fitness challenge. I never hate on that because I see them for what they are. It's more humans trying to improve. And sure, while I may not be, a New Year's resolutions person. I have bounced back and forth between two techniques going into every single year that I believe have allowed me to constantly find traction and growth and development year after year. Now, I don't always do one or the other, but the way that I define them are two simple tracks. Two simple tracks that have been a part of my life, have been a part of my way of doing life for quite some time. Either I root my year in a habit, which is essentially something that I'm going to commit to that is essentially just a thing that I'll do. It could be as simple as wearing a tie every single day. It could be as simple as not eating any meat for a year. It could be as simple um, as dedicating myself to ensuring that I have an alarm set where I don't sleep past 8 a.m. It could be something like that, right? 
Those can be the simple habits. Or I set myself with a list of goals. I don't always do one or the other, but I've typically over the course of my life has bounced back and forth around those two things. Either I create a handful of goals that I'm going to chase and that I'm going to pursue, or I set an overarching habit, so to speak, that represents something that's different about the way I'm going to navigate life in the upcoming year. And with that habit, oftentimes comes a bit of persistence in doing the things that I've always and already have been doing. For example, I can remember in my early days when I was just getting started in the professional world, I set a habit for myself and that was I needed to write 500 words every single day. It didn't matter if it was in a journal, it didn't matter if it was in a blog, but I had to write 500 words for fun or for business outside of emails that I would be sending to colleagues every single day because I wanted to improve my writing. I wanted to improve my ability to articulate things with the written word. So that's what I did. I focused on writing. I focused my time on creating content with the written word. And that played a big dividend in my life. It allowed me to publish blog posts all the time, create tons of blog posts. And with those blog posts, I was able to reach hundreds of thousands of people over the years because I press publish on those pieces. Now, I did that habit probably more than 10 years ago, and it's paid massive, massive dividends. I can remember one of my habits that probably didn't pay any dividends was I told myself that I was going to wear a tie to work every single day. Why? Why would I do that? Because when I was young and I was just getting started in my career, I didn't feel like a lot of people took me seriously, and I thought at the time that maybe people would take me more seriously if I wore a tie. So I wore a tie to work every single day. I was always the most professionally dressed person. Now, this was somewhat silly looking back at it, but it was it did the job in the sense that it made me feel confident. It made me it me feel confident to speak to a CEO, to speak to a leader, to speak to a director, to somebody who was a, a high um, high ranking executive in a in the government, etc. All of these things. It was easier for me because I wore a tie. This year, though, I'm taking an approach that I take. I would say almost every five years. It's something that I don't do as often, but it's something that I find very valuable when you're trying to really set yourself up to go to a new level. It's goal specific. And this year, what I've done is I've identified goals for myself in six different categories. And over the course of the year, I'm going to keep track of how well I am doing in each of these categories. Those categories are wealth, health, community, personal, relationships, and family. Now, I know that some of you are probably thinking, oh, but there's overlap there. There is. Let me explain how I delineate the differences. Wealth is exclusively around my business and my financial investments and decision-making. Health is my health. It's pretty cut and dry. Community is things that I do for social causes, nonprofits, organizations like that. Personal is things that I just personally am interested in that I would find fun, something that's on my bucket list, things of that nature. Relationships are primarily the connections that I have with my immediate family, my my wife, my kids, etc. And then family is the extended family. So everything from anyone who does not live necessarily in my home, but is family. Those relationships fall into that, that category. So I've created a Google Doc. I've created this Google Doc, and in this Google Doc, I've essentially outlined these four categories. And I have found this to be a helpful approach because you get to come back to it. 
and you can come back to it time and time again to see how you're doing. What I'm doing this year is I'm also printing it off. I'm printing it off and putting it on my desk so I can see it. But what I've also done this year that is going to make it a little bit more, hmm, how would I say it, which is going to increase the likelihood of success is that I've distributed it amongst a handful of other entrepreneurs, a handful of other entrepreneurs who also are going to hold themselves accountable to their own annual goals. But we've made it even more likely that we hold ourselves accountable by making a decision that in three months' time, we're all going to come together, and in three months' time, we're going to discuss them. We're going to discuss the goals that we've outlined. We're going to have conversations about them. We're going to share them. And from this, we're going to hold each other accountable. Now, I know for certain that three months from now, I don't want to show up at any meeting with a bunch of other entrepreneurs and say, yeah, I'm off the mark on every single metric here. I just don't want to do that. And I think by making this this group, by having and being a part of this group where we're going to hold each other accountable, I think I'm going to be more likely to hit these goals. So let me share with you a few of them and I'll talk you through why I have them. Health. I want to run a 5K in sub 25 minutes. And my push there is like, I want to be able to do it faster than an intermediate runner at my age. So ideally a push goal here would be to be able to do it in 23 minutes. That would be tough, but I, that's the push goal. Let's see if I can do it. Maybe maybe 22 even would be nice, right? I, I don't know. The reason why this is showing up for me is because I recently had meniscus surgery. I had to get my meniscus, some other iscus, let's say, repaired. And I got into running shortly after that, and it had been an amazing new exercise for me. I'd never been a runner. I played basketball when I was young. That's how I got my original knee injury. I played dodgeball for many years. That ruined the knee even further. And then running just became a nice way to get into flow. And I found my ideas just like came to me um, in a very impactful way uh, when I started to run. So I'm, I want to get back into it. I like the idea of running. 5K isn't that long, but I think it's a, a great sprint and it's a fast one, which, which works well with my calendar and my time. It's the blood pumping um, and can make you feel good. I also want to get back to a metabolic age of around 31. Some of you might be like 25 and you're like 31. That's not that great. I might have to weigh myself again to see where I'm at today. Um, maybe 30, maybe 30. I don't even know where my metabolic age is right now. I believe though, pretty sure that last year, I'm going to say 29. I'm changing it to 29 because I have my metabolic age in June last year was 29. So I'm going to set that back as my goal. My goal is to hit 29. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I am going to tell you that I'm not 29. But that's where I want to be with my metabolism, with my metabolic age. So we'll see if I can get there. That's something that I'm going to aspire for again. There's a few other items in there around like how I'm going to get there, what I'm going to do. So the running is going to play a role. I'm going to get back into yoga. I'm going to get back into weights and lifting. All of those things are going to contribute to it. On the relationship side, I want to have um, a few getaways with the kids, a few getaways um, without the kids as well, with just me and my, my wife. I think that'll be a fun one. We have three littles now, so it makes it more difficult to get time away. But I'm going to really push to see if we are able to find time to, to get away twice with the kids and make it a, a special occasion. On the wealth side, 
Um, I want to buy my second rental property. I have acquired one. I would love to increase the, the number to a second. Now, the interest rates and inflation are making this a little bit confusing and uncertain, but that's something that I want to do as well. I want to make some more angel investments. So two angel investments into startups would be ideal. I have one underway, which I'm going to probably create an episode for on if I can have a, I'm going to connect with the founder on that one and see if, see what their thoughts are. But I want to talk about that one with you folks. And then I want to increase um, my investment back into the public markets as well. I haven't invested significantly over the last few months because of the downturn, but I think now might be a good time for me to start reconsidering uh, allocating some funds to that. So I want to make some investments there. On the community side, I want to donate about 15K to charity. Personally, a foundation, I want to match 10% of our profits to charity. But personally, I want to do 15K. On the personal side, I want to get to an Eagles game again. It has been way too long since COVID. I have not been back to Philly to see a game, and I want to get down there. And I also want to memorize the poem by Rudyard Kipling called If. So those are some of my goals. I've got a lot of company goals and organizational goals as well that I haven't really shared here, but I'll talk about that maybe as a part of an annual planning and how we go through planning a foundation as an org. And hopefully you'll get some value out of that as well. But those are some of the things that I'm, I'm looking to accomplish in the upcoming year. When you think about New Year's resolutions and you think about getting to these points, like what I've just outlined for you is simple, right? These are goals. They're just like ideas. I want to get closer to these things. But the step that actually matters the most is actually figuring out how you can get to these goals. So instead of me just stating, all right, I want to run 5K in less than 21 minutes or 23 minutes, I need to ensure that I am creating systems and time in my calendar and feedback loops to get close to that. So the way that I do that is I start over the holidays planning in advance how I can get to these things. What does that mean? It means I'm going to start looking at my calendar. In life, all we have to invest is time and money. And if you're spending your time, you need to invest your time in things that are going to get you closer ideally to your goals. So I'm going to block off time in my calendar to run practically every single day. I'm going to make time in my calendar for a run almost every day. And I'm going to make sure they're in there. And on those days in which I'm going to be traveling for a speaking engagement, where I'm doing new business, where I'm working with a client on, on a project and I'm on site, whatever that may be, I'm going to need to make sure that my travel time allows for me to get there in a spot where I'm going to be able to find a gym, where I'm going to be able to work out, where I'm going to be able to have breaks, where I'm going to be able to take care of myself. All of those things are going to need to be considered. So I have to do that in advance. Similarly, when I look at that goal around making two angel investments, it's okay. How much do I need to put away to ensure that I can make that investment? How much do I want to make? How can I ensure that I have time in my calendar to prepare for that, to plan for that? Those are things that I need to think about. When I'm thinking about having a getaway with my partner, it's like, okay, when can we make this work? We know that the littles are in, the, the oldest is in preschool. So how do we plan around that? What day, what month, what year can we start to figure out like what that's going to look like? We know it's going to be in the year 2023. Okay, so that's across the board. What month makes the most sense? When is childcare going to be possible for them to be watched, all three of them? 
should it be on a weekend, right? Like, so we can start to plan that stuff in advance and we can start blocking time in the calendar to start planning it. How far are we willing to go? How far do we want to go? All of those things. So also how much is it going to cost? Like there's a budget to everything, right? So it's also going to be a question of like, how much will it take for us to be able to do that? What's it going to cost? How much savings, blah, blah, blah. All of those things need to be considered as well. So when we're thinking about our New Year's resolutions, those are some of the things that for me come into the goal section of everything and figuring out those goals and then working backwards is very, very key. Buying a second rental. Okay. What area? When can we make this happen? What is the max amount that we're willing to invest? All of those different things. Memorizing if by Rudyard Kipling. What do I need to do to set up myself to be able to memorize this poem? I can already say with confidence that I know it roughly, but I don't know every single word by the top of my head. Like if you asked me to say it right now, I wouldn't know it. But ideally, when we fast forward 12 months, I'll be able to come on here and be able to say it with no questions, no challenges. And you'll be able to say, good job. You passed your New Year's resolution, right? So that's the way that I think about it. I think, okay, if I want to accomplish this, if I want to memorize this poem, I don't want to mad dash this in December 2023. So I'm going to put time in my calendar. I'm going to record it on my phone so I can listen to it. I'm going to see, is there a way that I can buy this poster and put it up in my my office? What can I do to increase the likelihood that I'll be successful at memorizing this poem? For some people might think like these are pretty light in terms of your, your goals. These are things that are somewhat new to me. And the reason why I say they're somewhat new is because like a lot of the goals that we have on the, the organizational side, on the company side for foundation, those we've already had in motion and we plan for in advance. So I know what we're striving for there. I know what our growth target is. I know what our revenue target is. I know what types of companies we want to work with. All of those things that might seem more fun and fancy are already in the back of my mind and I know where we want to go there and I've done the planning to identify what we need to do to accomplish them. But when it comes to these types of things that might seem a little bit more trivial, they're actually just as important in my opinion because they make up what is my overarching 10-year goal. And I don't talk about that often, but I'll dive into that in another episode. In another episode, I'll share with you where I want to be in 10 years' time and what my goal is and my path is going to look like as I strive to get there. So for now, as it relates to where I want to go in 2023, I hope you found this valuable. I hope you got some insight to learn a little bit about me, learn a little bit about where I want to go, where I'm striving for, and what I'm trying to improve. And maybe this will inspire you in two ways. One, to recognize that if you've been for years a New Year's resolution hater, then it might be time to give that up a bit. There's nothing wrong with a New Year's resolution. In fact, it's just a sign that people are striving for something better and striving to be better in their own sense. And that's a good thing. So we should encourage it. Maybe it will also inspire you to set a New Year's resolution or maybe just some goals or habits for yourself as you go into the new year. And remember, you don't need to start on January 1st. You can listen to this podcast right now, right here, no matter what day it is, and start. You can listen to this podcast in February, in March, in April, in May, and decide that you're going to try something different that you're going to reevaluate where your life is and you're going to make a decision that you want to improve a certain element of it, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your community, whether it's your wealth, your health, your family, whatever it may be, 
It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what month it is. It doesn't matter when it is over the course of the year that you make a decision that you're going to improve something. All that matters is that you've made that decision. And when you've made that decision, it's time to start creating habits and systems that are going to increase the likelihood of you getting to that goal. Sure, if you want to, you can just say, I want to get this thing. I want to get there someday and hope that it will fall in your lap. But I'm pretty confident that that's going to be a very difficult path to take. Now, if you do want that and you start to create systems and habits, is it going to be easier? Yes. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. It's still going to be very hard. But at least you increase the likelihood that this is actually going to happen. At least you increase the likelihood that you're going to take the first step that is required to get closer to that goal. And if you can do that, if you can take that first step, then I applaud you. I applaud you and every single person who makes a decision, no matter if it's January 1st, February 18th, March 23rd, August 32nd, that's not a day, August 31st, whatever it may be, no matter when you set that goal, if you set one and you go chase a goal, I am proud of you. I am happy for you. And I encourage you to go out there and create something great. If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down.